everyone. Welcome to the Writer Magazine Insider Podcast. I'm Greg Drevenstead, Editor-in-Chief at Writer Magazine. This episode is brought to you by Fly Racing. Our guest today is Kat McLeod. Kat is the man behind Loud Escapes, which provides track and tour motorcycle tours that bring together track days at MotoGP circuits with multi-day scenic sport tours in Italy, Spain, Germany, Austria, and other destinations. Loud Escapes is celebrating 10 years of operation in 2022, and we talk about what makes track and tours unique, what makes for a successful tour, and what tours are available this year. Kat's an interesting guy who has turned his passions for track riding and foreign travel into a business. Other than professional racers, not many people can say they've ridden on 10 MotoGP tracks. Stay tuned for another great episode brought to you by Fly Racing. Hey, Kat, welcome to the show. Hey, good to, good to see you again. I haven't seen your face in a while. You, you got a beard now. Yeah, yeah. You know, working from home, I get to grow a long beard. Nobody on the show gets to see it, but you do because we're on a Zoom <laughs> call. We, we're on a video call. Uh, I'm in Southern California. You're up in Northern California. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just outside of the San Francisco. Yeah. The last time I saw you then would have been the IMS show in Sonoma last July. You had a booth Yeah, there. that's right. That was actually a good show. I like the outdoor setting. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, it's going to be kicking off again this year in June. Uh, I guess they're moving the Bay Area show to San Mateo. Uh, yeah, well. they're going back to the fairgrounds. That I, I prefer the racetrack. Yeah, that was a cool. That was a cool venue because I know there was uh, there was a uh, champion Yamaha Champion School did a track uh, session or some track yeah. school stuff, and then of course around that Sonoma Raceway for the people that were doing demo rides, it's a uh, it's a really cool setting for that. Yeah, no, it's it's a great. It worked out great. Uh, so I wish they'd do it again. So you are the man behind Liad Escapes. Uh, yeah. And so I want to talk a little bit more about it. I've been on one of your tours, but you know, a lot of our listeners may not know what, uh, what makes your tours unique. So uh, let's just kind of start at the beginning. I mean, you started your own motorcycle tour company, which is a big undertaking. Uh, how'd you get started? Um, well, geez, I mean, it, it all sort of comes down to, you know, what type of person I was. And, and I mean, I was, I was one of those smart kids who, you know, creates fun to make friends. I was kind of, kind of one of those smart, weird kids. Now that I think about it, things haven't changed much. <laughs> uh, USA culture does not like smart people, uh, particularly when they're kids in private religious schools. So I kind of had to go the extra mile to get other children to hang out with me. Uh, so that also meant no school sports, uh, team sports and smart kids don't, don't mix too well. Um, so motorcycles with the next door neighbor, uh, Gunnar Lindstrom, and as a kid, and his kids was a way to have fun. Uh, Gunnar Lindstrom was a pro racer in the 70s, and he ended up working for Honda Racing uh, and Honda R&D. And wow, what a great guy. And he, he, he taught me how to ride, but that doesn't mean I have any natural talent. Uh, his kids always completely just outrode me all the time because they had that natural gift. Uh, but anyway, you know, went to college, got an international business degree, got a marketing degree. Um, there's no work for my business degrees when I graduated. So I became a web designer, then application user interface designer, then IT manager. Then I got my MBA with a concentration in subconscious decision theory. Uh, and after that, I finally got, you know, the coveted job in the motorcycle industry. I, I was the brand manager for Bell Ray. Uh, and then I was a media planning and buying guy. Um, then I uh, was marketing director for Bike Bandit and uh, marketing manager for Leo Vinci. 
Uh, and then I got a film degree when now I'm officially overeducated and being a white male Gen Xer means there's no work available. So I was rather well-traveled at that point. So Layout Escapes came about back in 2012. Wow. So so 10, 10 years now. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so what motivated you to do, I mean, you've obviously worked in the, uh, in the industry side of, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, marketing and products and so forth in the industry. So how did you make the leap to motorcycle tours and, and, you know, and how did you come up with the specific idea for your company? Well, our signature, our signature uh, thing that we do is uh, the track and tour, uh, which you know well, and you did very well at, by the way, uh, <laughs> where we take people on a sport touring tour, and then we also take them to a MotoGP circuit like Zoxenring, Aragon, Phillip Island, and of course, Mugello. Um, and it sort of came about because I was uh, you know, well-traveled, I knew world travel, I had an international business degree, but the the track and tour idea uh, came about because I went to Germany originally to sell California tours. I, I got into the tour operating business trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, you sell what you know. I knew California. I knew the Southwest. I went to Germany to try to sell them tours and discovered that Germans really want to buy from a German, not, not somebody from the United States. Uh, and I was horrified at what products they were selling uh, Germans. Mostly they're just bad Route 66 tourist trap uh, <laughs> tours. Oh, it's, they're horrible. Uh, but while I was over there, I came, I came up with the idea for the product because I was there with my German friends uh, and they said, hey, do you want to go to a track day? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, of course. But what am I going to do for a bike? Uh, and one of the dealers just handed me a Panigalia to here, break this in. Wow. I, I've met this guy like you know the day before and he's like no the, germans are so trusting uh they, they're not very warm in their words but they're warm in their actions and hey, let me borrow this bike i do a track day and i'm big on authenticity uh having worked in the tourism uh sector i hate tourist trap stuff and to me there's nothing more authentic than a track day it's just right there's no tourists there it's your fellow riders and okay, these guys are German and their beer is better, their pizza is kind of weird. Um, my German is bad, their English is a little bit better, but it doesn't matter because we're right. all having a great time. And I'm like, this is, this is real, this is authentic. How do I get more people to do this? How do we make a product to do this? Well, we've got to take them to a track they know. I mean, that, it won't sell if we take them to you know, this tiny little track, Golstone in, in East Germany. Well, we'll take them to Sachsenring. Okay, but we can't just fly people over and do two days of track time and fly them home. Where do we take them? You know, and my friend Matthias says, "Where we always go, the Dolomites." You know, <laughs> that's where that's where everyone goes for vacation, and you know it. It's it's hard to take a bad photo of the Dolomites. It's it's motorcycling heaven. Uh, so that was the first tour, uh, Zoxenring in the Italian Alps, and it was an absolute disaster. Uh, I, I think. <laughs> We totaled like three or four bikes. It was the only time I ever had to go to the hospital to, no, second, it's the first time. I, I've only gone to the hospital twice for tours. Yeah, he, we were worried he cracked his ankle. But by the time we got to Zoxenray, we looked like a bunch of chodes. It was ridiculous. Uh, the bikes are just trashed. But, but you know what? We learned a lot. But I told everybody at the beginning of the tour, I said, I don't care if somebody dies on this tour. We're doing it again. 
because everyone was so excited about the concept of I get to ride on a MotoGP circuit that I've only seen on, you know, on TV or my, my laptop. And that was, so that was sort of the selling thing. We learned a lot about hotels and guides and, and bikes and track bikes and street bikes and stuff like that. I mean, we made a lot of mistakes early on and we learned pretty quick and sure. it's just kept it kept going since then. Well, I mean, any new endeavor, there's going to be a steep learning curve, but, uh, you know, it sounds like, you know, even with those challenges, a, you know, it sounds like you stuck with it. I mean, you're, you're 10 years in, uh, yeah. you've been running tours successfully for, for a long time. So yeah, it was back in 2016 when I did the trip with you, uh, uh-huh. and with your, uh, Rome based guide Enrico, and we did the, uh, Italian back roads. So a lot of stuff around Tuscany, yeah. I mean, just absolutely fabulous roads restaurants uh hotels we stayed in like you said you've really make an effort to have an authentic uh, experience so having the local guide who i mean enrico is was is a really special character but then yeah, I mean, you know to basically we went to Magello, which is a world famous track uh we did the ducati riding experience i got to go on that track with a ducati 899 so i mean you know me i work for a motorcycle magazine i've been fortunate enough to ride on some european race tracks but that's not something most um, uh, you know, regular motorcyclists get to do, whether they're from the U.S. or elsewhere, is those sorts of track days are are pretty rare. So that's a really cool concept. Uh, like I said, it was uh, one of the more memorable tours I've ever been on because not only was the, were the roads great, I mean, I was on a GS for the tour portion of things, but then I suited up. Uh, I think they provided leathers because uh, I don't think I, I brought leathers. You can with- rent leathers yeah. uh, with some of the different organizations. We work with TRE and Racing School Europe over there. Yeah, and a, and a couple of, of other fleet rental places for track bikes. You know, it was able to bring home photos because uh, they always have a photographer at the track. You can bring your GoPro. I mean, so you can have the total hero experience um, of being at a MotoGP track. So, so Magello is one that's a, a famous track. What are some of the other uh, tracks you mentioned earlier that you uh, typically do your tours? Um, Magello, Magello has a special draw, uh, and yes, everyone should ride it. It's, it's my favorite track in Europe. Um, but my second favorite one, Hey, Catalonia, just outside of Barcelona, we've done Aragon, uh, doing Aragon again this year. Um, we're doing Magello twice this year. We've also Enrico, who you'll remember, Enrico's finally put together this great tour for Corsica and Sardinia. Uh, and then we finish it with just one day of track time. And Enrico, you know, he loves Italy, but he says Corsica and Sardinia is the best uh, road riding in Europe. Um, I'm also doing a Czech tour this year. Um, so we're hitting Bernal. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing Phillip Island again. That's still my favorite track uh, of all time. Uh, we've tested out Jerez and Andalusia just before uh, the pandemic hit, we, we tested it all out and the roots were great. And ooh, what a physical track Jerez is. If you're gonna get arm pumped at a, at a track, it's gonna be Jerez. And wow. now I know why Quattro was in so much pain. Jerez <laughs> beats you up. It's, it's, a, it's an endurance track. Uh, what else? Obviously we've done a few at Laguna Seca, but most of our tracks have a foreign draw. And I'm always looking for new possibilities. I would love to do uh, Montegi. Uh, uh, I've done tours in Thailand. I need to, it's really an issue of track bikes. If I can get track bikes for Chang Circuit in Thailand or Montegi in Japan, uh, boom, I can make the tour. It's right. just all about finding the track bikes. 
Right, right. Understand. So uh, the tour part of your tour. So there's obviously the, the track day, and it's typically one or two track days are built into the schedule, or how? how um, it? it's, it's different vendors have pushed us to do different things. Um, when we work with Ducati, um, we only do one day because it's very expensive. Yeah. Um, it's, um, other times when we work in Europe, we will do three days. Uh, boy, three days is what is really handy, especially for a track, you know, like Bruno or Catalonia, because by the third day, you're really getting it. But also by the third day, you're getting a little tired. So sure. it's not quite the one for everybody. Um, I wish I could get two days, always time, always consistently two days, but that's just not how vendors work. And I've got to, you know, sure. maneuver sure. around that. Well, I mean, a lot of times, you know, people that do track days here in the States, I mean, it's typically they'll go for one day over a weekend, you know, maybe they can do a yeah. couple of days, but, you know, uh, like I said, I, I enjoy riding on the track, but I'm not what you'd call a track junkie or a track rat. So I enjoy the experience, um, you know, the Ducati riding experience at Mugello, there was, there were, you know, professional instructors there, there was everything that you would want to be able to uh, be shown the, the the good line around the track to you know good you know form and body position and all that stuff so there was ample instruction it's not like you're just thrown to the deep end of the pool but um, you know it was a few days before that track day and a few days after where we were like I said I think we started and ended in Rome and we were mm -hmm. back roads and you know cool um, hotels and restaurants for several days and it was uh, it was a great group and the interesting thing is you know, is that everybody there is a, had some track riding experience, I believe. So, I mean, I don't know if that's, is that required? Do you have to have track riding experience? Yeah, we require that everybody be an intermediate uh, rider or, or better. Um, that means that the, the speed variation can be pretty high on the track as well as, as, well as on the street, but we adapt. Um, you know, sometimes we'll have the fast guys go ahead on the street and have the slower folks, you know, come up behind. But we're very mindful of making sure that we go a pace uh, that everyone, every, everyone gets a chance to enjoy themselves, not to not be crazy on the street. Sure. And of course, when we're at the track, it's, you know, it's, it's game on. Um, but it's also like we're there to learn. Uh, we've been working with uh, Racing School Europe and, and uh, getting instruction with Troy Corser and his team of coaches uh, and really working on people's riding abilities while we're, while we're there as well as, you know, hey, you know, third day, let's, let's put in that, that fast lap and try to put it all together. Uh, but track riders, it turned out that that's the secret sauce of, of our tours is not, it's not about where we go. Uh, or what we do, it's about who we do it with. And motorcycle people gel together pretty well, but track riders, they're, they're, they're their own special breed and they, they get along really well all over the world, all walks of life, track, track people. I mean, a track ride, it's just, it's just family you haven't met yet. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a, it was a fun group, very tight knit. Um, had a lot of laughs with people, um, you know, on that tour. I'm sure you have a lot of, I mean, you've done dozens of these. So you've got, you've yeah. made lots of friends, uh, regular clients, uh, people that come back and they want to do, they've done one track, they want to do another track. They just want to basically, they want to keep adding items to their bucket list. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I have to keep making new tours because I have, I have clients who keep wanting to come back and say, hey, what do you got for me this year? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
Yeah, so we're talking with Kat McLeod of uh, Layout Escapes. Uh, we're going to take a moment to uh, get a word from our sponsor, Fly Racing. I've tested hundreds of motorcycles for Rider Magazine, and I've been wearing Fly Racing apparel for years. From helmets to boots and everything in between, Fly Racing makes protective apparel for street, adventure, and off-road riding. Fearless Pursuit is the foundation of Fly Racing. It drives their design and their commitment to become a leader in the street and ADV worlds. Feature-rich products like the off-grid adventure jacket use cutting-edge materials, innovative design, and enhanced safety features to protect riders in all types of conditions. What does this mean to the rider? Enhanced comfort and safety gives you more confidence in your gear, giving you more confidence on the road and trail. Take your adventure further than you ever imagined. Learn more at flyracing.com. And we're back. Uh, thanks for the support from Fly Racing for this uh, episode. And we're talking to Kat about uh, doing tracking tours uh, over mm -hmm. mostly in Europe. But like you said, you mentioned Australia. You've done them oh, in yeah. various places. Uh, so, uh, hey, I've got to ask, man, because we're still got a bit of a COVID hangover. What was that whole deal like for you to run a tour company and to go through the COVID experience? Oh, well, geez. I mean, in 2020, we got a scouting tour in uh, for Harass in Andalusia just, uh, just before things shut down. Um, and thanks to our you know, international contacts, we kind of knew it was coming. We started watching the data in February uh, of 2020, uh, and we were getting firsthand accounts uh, from our partners uh, over there in Europe, you know, ooh, you know what, this is actually real. This is a real thing. You know, we're, there's ambulances running back and forth. There's people dying. There's, there's, yo, mass, <laughs> mass burials taking place. This is something serious. Um, as things progressed, you know, we reached out to our clients who were ER doctors and, and uh, ICU nurses, and they sort of confirmed the data that we were seeing around the globe. Uh, we never really listened to the politicians or pundits. You know, we watched the data and you know sought out expertise. Uh, that made some people very angry <laughs> because they wanted it to. They wanted to make it all political. And honestly, I've got a business to run. I don't have time for that. Um, you know, we had to make decisions based on evidence and expertise. And um, after a while, we could kind of tell how health departments we're going to shift their policies based on the data that was coming in. And thanks to that, we ran four tours in 2021 while most operators were shut down. As we watched the data, we knew what was coming. Um, Europe has procedures in place uh, to lower risk, and they're pretty easy to follow. Um, there's pent up demand, but there's still some sort of hesitation. It's sort of like people are sort of coming out of their holes and realizing, can, can I go? Can I go yet? Is it all right for me to go? I really want to go, but right. it's, so there's still some hesitation. All right, so this year we've partnered with some various clubs and groups, you know, Ducati clubs. Uh, we're running our first tour together with Yamaha Champions Riding School. Uh, their chief operating officer, Keith Culver, is actually going to come over on the tour and help out on the street coaching portion. Awesome. Uh, we also partnered with a podcast, uh, Motorcycles and Misfits, and we're putting on a training tour to teach people how to travel by motorcycle in Europe on their own. Uh, this training tour exists to try to show them, here's how you do it, and uh, I have to work very hard to not be a guide. I'm going to be an instructor. I'm literally going to be sending people out in small groups on their own and then sort of checking in with them as the day. We've reserved everything. We created the routes. I'm working with people to show them how do you create a route and how do you travel in Europe? So we're getting a lot of people out of the country for the first time 
at a pretty low price because I'm not paying for a, a luggage vehicle and extra guides. People are going to have to do this on their own. And I'm looking forward to seeing how people change over the course of the tour and sort of lose their fear. That's, you know, that's cool. Cause like I said, I've, you know, I've been fortunate to go on a number of overseas tours. I've been on a lot of press launches, but I think there is, you know, not just with the COVID stuff, but for people that have never gone to another country to ride a motorcycle, there's some anxiety about, you know, what are the road laws going to be like? What are the drivers going to be like? And, you know, what I've always tried to tell people is that if you're a, if you're a skilled and aware motorcyclist, you will have an absolute blast riding on the roads in Europe because most of their drivers and motorcyclists uh, are highly trained. They're, they're tiered license levels. They can be, you know, fast, uh, you know, drivers, so forth. But uh, there's also a certain sort of um, freedom in some of those countries where um, I'm not saying you can do anything you want, but, uh, you know, countries like Spain and so forth are, you know, they, they are absolutely motorcycle uh, fanatics and they love them. And so they allow you to pass or they, you can go between cars and traffic and so forth. So it's actually a really fun experience and it's a great way to experience uh, a different country. So um, yeah, I agree with you that, yeah, I, I can imagine it's gotta be tough to be own a tour company and, and know that I always figured there would be some pent up demand after COVID, after everybody kind of got everything shaken up for them, but that the hesitancy that some people are feeling uh, is, is yeah. it's, it's, it's extending a lot longer than I thought it would. Yeah, I, I'm also for the Czech tour, it's funny. People are like, oh, are you sure you want to go over there? I mean, what, what's going on in Europe right now? It's like, obviously your strength is not geography. You do realize that Ukraine <laughs> is in a different time zone. Yeah, <laughs> than, yeah. Than, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's, you know, it's all about, you know, you know, trying to set up a good tour. Well, I mean, I know that, again, you're, you are in the tour business. You want to have satisfied clients and customers. So you've, I'm sure, had to make some accommodations for changing of schedules and, and, and bookings and so forth. But, hey, you want to be safe. So whether it's COVID protocols or how you run your tours and stuff like that, you want people to have fun, but you also don't want anybody to get hurt or to have a, 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 a bad time. So yeah, you know, that's, that's part of it. Because I'm sure for you is with any tour company is repeat business is super important. Yeah. Well, it, I'll let you in on the, the little secret here of, of, you know, the objective of a tour, really the key objective of the tour is for it to be fully booked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, uh, and, and herein lies the tricky part because, you know, I'm not a tourism based um, operator. Uh, if we were, I could just line up a dozen tourist attractions and connect the dots on motorcycles and run the whole thing like a modified bus tour, like some operators do. Um, the problem is, of course, you know, those tourist attractions sell tours and everyone's heard of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Everybody thinks they should go see it. In case you were wondering, you don't really need to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa or Alcatraz for that matter. Um, <laughs> our clients are come on a tour for an authentic experience at a MotoGP track. So the trick is to create a tour route that's filled with more authentic experiences, but that also sells. And, yeah. you know, the example of that problem is no video, no photo, no clever bit of copy is going to fully inform someone how cool it is to go barreling through the farm country of Bohemia and Moravia in the Czech Republic. 
right. having lunch in Hinterzufreibeck at a cafe owned by a fellow motorcycle rider who's you know it's on the city square. It's one of those perfect motorcycling moments that make a tour, but nobody buys based on that because nobody knows how awesome it is until you've done it. Right. Yeah. So there's no TV programs or morning chat shows that features this type of thing. And boy, I'd love to change that because, you know, to me, I think it makes compelling content, but it's always a, a clever balance of trying to have a tour that sells, that sells as well as being authentic and entertaining. Um, our primary selling point is, is the MotoGP track. And then people come on the tour and go, oh my God, this is incredible. I'm, I'm having this, you know, adventure through Spain on roads that nobody rides on. I'm, I'm eating food that I've never heard of before. Um, but you've got to you've got to sell the you've got to sell the the big attractive thing, and then the side of a really great tour is um, the thing you came for was not what you enjoyed. You know, you 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 came to see something, but what you bring back are memories of what you experienced. You know, the great trattoria that you stayed at, the the funny thing. That time everybody lifted a, a, a little Fiat in the middle of the road. It's the experiences you have, not the things that you supposedly saw. We, we don't do trophy des trophy destinations. Right, right. Um, it's, it's about having fun with your fellow riders. <laughs> well, I mean, since you've got, you know, people that are, are track riders that uh, attend your tours, I'm sure that word of mouth is, is very helpful. I mean, people that go to track events and you, whether they're club racers or they go to occasional track days or they go to things like the Yamaha Champion School and, and during a coffee break or lunch break, you know, they tell somebody about this, you know, bitchin' tour they did overseas where they got to go ride at Magello or something. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, so having satisfied customers because they're the best, they're your best marketing tool <laughs> you've yeah. got. Yeah. So, yeah. so hey, I've got a question. So I've been on tours. Most of the tours I've done overseas, um, not the one I did with you, but my wife, Carrie, is not a motorcyclist herself, but she uh, rides with me as a passenger and loves mm -hmm. doing that. Uh, so do you are your tours set up where you could somebody has a spouse or significant other that wants to come as a passenger? They wouldn't necessarily, yeah. you know, be on a bike at the track day. But uh, how does that work? Um, actually, we, we get a fair amount of those. Um, Italy is always popular with the ladies. It's always a big seller. Uh, and when you're riding on the back of a motorcycle, you've got the best seat in the house. Um, of course, not everybody wants to, you know, look at their loved one, go round and round and round on the same piece of pavement all day. Uh, so there are some destinations that are better than others for catering to passengers. Mugello does pretty good because it's not that far away uh, from uh, uh, Firenze, Florence. Uh, so you can make day trips to Florence and also really the best one, which we did last year and doing again this year uh, for couples is Catalonia, because while you're at the track of Catalonia, your passenger is having a blast in downtown Barcelona. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and also the Catalonia tour wins because for some reason, women absolutely love the view from the hotel balcony. That's our best tour for views from the hotel balcony. Nice. Nice. <laughs> So uh, do you uh, do you also do some tours where you actually, instead of track days, you attend some MotoGP races? I know you've done those in the past. Yeah. I don't know what the logistics are or something like that. Uh, in, Enrico, our Italian partner, has been really helpful in that arena because going to a MotoGP in a foreign destination, there's 
tricks you have to know about where do you park, what's the best place to, you know, to watch the race from, uh, and especially how do you escape? <laughs> when the race is over, how do you get out? Uh, and you need a local to be able to show you how to do that. Well, man, we've got Mugello down, and that's really because uh, Enrico's help. And Mugello is my favorite race to see um, outside the United States. It's such an experience to see the throngs of Italian fans. And it's not just Italians. I mean, you'll get uh, people from all over Europe come to Mugello because that's an experience. Uh, but yeah, the local, local partners really help in that one. Uh, and wow, to see the to see the jets fly over from Italy right at the end of the whole crowd belting out the Italian national anthem. I mean, that's a special experience that you just don't get on TV. Yeah, I've, I've never been to a MotoGP race overseas. I've been to one at Coda, but uh, the scale of the attendance in at these European tracks, I don't think Americans quite have a handle on. It's just it's tens of thousands of people, and they're absolutely nuts. I mean, it is like like uh, you know an nfl game you know on steroids or something in terms of the attendance and the, the yeah one of my clients actually they were chatting about it i said this must be like going to game seven of the world series and then they talked further i said you know no it isn't because most of the time by that the tickets are all bought up by corporate sponsors and you've got a bunch of people who have tickets who aren't really into it <laughs> everybody at the motor gp track is into it right yeah everybody yeah fanatical about the bikes and the track i mean the italians they show up a couple of days early and start getting drunk and they've got these crazy noise making machines and you know it's it's a party that's awesome but everybody's there because they love motorcycle racing so we're you know this is uh early april what do you got on the calendar for 2022 and what's coming ahead for 2023 i mean i'm sure we got some listeners who are probably interested in and in one of your sure. tours what do you got coming up if somebody wanted to make some travel plans um, hey, if, if you if you screwed up and you haven't made some travel plans yet and you just want to get out uh, this late May, I still got two spots left on the, the Checkout Bruno Tour, which is it's really just an idiot's abroad trip um, bouncing from places in the Alps into Bohemia and, and getting some good beers on the side. And then the best part really is the four-star hotel in the paddock. Wow. You step out of your hotel and walk to your track bike. It's pure <laughs> luxury, and I never get sick of it. Uh, and then we're taking a day off in Prague uh, to see the sights and probably drink some more. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because, you know, this is, this is where Pilsner comes from. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, so that's in May, uh, late May, early June. Um, our Munich to Mugello tour with Yamaha Champions Riding School is sold out. Uh, that's in July, uh, July 3rd to the 14th. Uh, our Dolomites training tour uh, with Motorcycles and Misfits, that's uh, pretty close to sold out too. I think I might have one spot left on it, uh, July 24th to the 30th. Oh, um, uh, the tour we've been waiting to do for years, the Italian Dream Islands edition with Corsica, and uh, Sardinia and Mugello, that's August 30th to September 9th. We've still got spaces left uh, for that tour. And boy, I'm really looking forward to that one because that's great roads that Enrico knows all the roads in Italy. And he's saying, no, this uh, Corsica and Sardinia are the best. And if Enrico's saying that's better than all the stuff in Tuscany, yeah. 
I'll take, I'll take Enrico's word for it. I've been yeah. able to ride a little bit in Sardinia, but I've never been to Corsica and they're high on my list. I've been to Sicily. Yeah. So that's a, that, that'll be a great add on. So that makes the tour a little bit longer because you, what do you take a ferry to get to those islands and you do some? Yes, we do. In fact, we've got, uh, we've got uh, on the way back, you overnight, uh, overnight on the ferry. You, nice. you sleep on the ferry. So, you know, the, the sea will rock you to sleep. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, then we've got the Spanish Pyrenees to Aragon, October 5th. Uh, to the 15th. Uh, I love the Pyrenees. Um, and that's uh, working. You just had Scott from IMT on the podcast. Uh, we use Scott uh, for bikes, uh, specifically IMT, because in Spain, uh, you need quality. You need quality bikes. And Scott Moreno delivers quality, reliable bikes in Spain. Nice. Uh, so yeah, that always love it. And he's also got a couple of guides that we use who are also track riders. They love our tour because we tend to go at a little bit faster pace and they love riding the circuits as much as we do. Uh, and then uh, the last tour of the year is uh, Catalonia and Costa Brava. Uh, that's the northeastern part of Spain and Catalonia. And again, a really good one for couples because while you're at the racetrack, your passenger is having a blast in downtown Barcelona. Nice. Uh, and with uh, with Nancy, because Nancy loves doing Barcelona. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, you've that's you've got a full schedule for 2022. I mean, sounds like yeah. you've got, uh, some of your stuff's already booked, which is is good to hear. Uh, yeah. But uh, sounds like you'll have some space for some stuff that's later in the summer and into mm -hmm. the fall. I mean, I know for especially in Spain, I mean, some of those countries get pretty hot in the summer, so it's it's better to ride there in the, in the fall or in the spring. Yes. So that's yes. good. 2023, I'm hoping to get uh, dates at Portimao. It's really Ooh. tough to get dates at Portimao. Uh, we're still working on it. Um, wouldn't mind doing uh, Australia and Philippi again. Uh, nice. Australia is, uh, it's not just the, my favorite track. It's also a really good place for food. Uh, Australia has a lot of unexpected surprises. Nice. Uh, it's a real surprising tour. I'd like to do that one again. We'll probably do Yamaha Champions Riding School again. We'll probably do them. Uh, we'll probably do the same tour, uh, very similar to what you did uh, with Enrico, except we'll do three days with Troy Corser and his group on Mugello. Nice. Uh, there's still plenty of circuits that I haven't ridden yet, you know, so awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not a rich guy, but my claim to fame is I've ridden 10 MotoGP circuits. I'm probably the slowest rider to ever ride 10 MotoGP <laughs> Uh, well, hey, you know, like I said, you're, you're out there, you're doing it. I mean, you know, and, you know, what's really cool is that, I mean, you're, you're living the dream, man. I know it's hard, hard work, what you do to create yeah. these tours, to run your business, but you're able to participate in some of these tours, ride some of these tracks to basically, you know, uh, to, to make this happen. So you, you know, you, you love what you do and you, you that's, uh, like I said, that's, that's great. So, hey, before I, what I don't want to forget is you still offer some Northern California tours. I mean, are most of these uh, self-guided? Because again, some people may not have the resources or the inclination to go to Europe or go to some of these other destinations. If some people uh, want to visit California, already live here, uh, tell us a little bit about some of your California tours. Um, yeah, the, the issue that we've had right now is COVID, COVID killed so many of the rental fleets. Ah. We lost two big rental fleets um, out of Northern California. I'll still put together custom tours. Um, I may try to do something together with the podcast and whatnot. I'm still looking for a way to, to, to do more Northern California. The problem is Northern California as a destination, uh, people don't realize how good it is. Yeah. Uh, and I can't, I can't solve that problem. I mean, like Italy sells 
insane cells that Northern California people don't know that it's that good of a place to ride. And I, I don't have the marketing budget to, to change that. Yeah. Um, I'm still happy to take people on tours here. I, I love riding. I've got a, a new uh, Ducati Multistrada V4S. And I'm happy to put it to work and guide, guide some groups <laughs> of people through uh, Ebbets Pass in, in the High Sierras and, and Sonora and do Highway 36, Serpents of the Sea. Uh, one of my favorites. Uh, 1,000, 1,811 curves over 140 miles. I mean, you know, we want to know why the tail of the dragon is so short and stubby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't get up to northern, I mean, because I'm in Southern California. This is a long state. Uh, it takes yeah. a, a while to get up there, but I've got an uncle who's a motorcyclist who lives in Ukiah. Uh, mm. He lives on yep. um, He's right Highway there. 253, I think it is, the one yep. that goes over yep. to Boonville. Fantastic road. Um and, you know, uh, of course, Highway 1 from, you know, uh, Marin County all the way up to, um, okay. what is it, near Fort Bragg, where it turns inland, going through the Redwoods. I mean, yeah, all of that stuff is fantastic. Legacy. The Trinity Alps. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the thing that most people don't realize is that Northern California has got a lot more deer than it does people. I mean, it's just there's not a lot of people that live up there. There's some really charming towns and and places like that that um are a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit uh, scruffy, a little bit rough around the edges, but are oh, yeah. absolutely fantastic riding. So I'll probably be hitting you up for some recommendations next time I can hopefully make. Oh yeah, not there, a problem. So. Uh, I'm always happy to give away riding tips, travel tips. Uh, I do that. I give away stuff for free all the time because, hey, you're my fellow rider and I want you to have a good time, whether you're coming with me or not. Awesome. That's, awesome. This, this is what we do. Well, hey, uh, it's been great talking with you. Is there anything else you want to share with folks before we sign off? Definitely want to know how people can find you and find out more information about your tours. Sure. Uh, it's it's layoutescapes.com, L-E-O-D, escapes.com. And hey, the best way to see the world is on two wheels. You should not be intimidated by travel in a foreign country if you're a motorcycle rider. Come on, you, you're, 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 you, you don't. You don't have fear of danger. You train for it. So get some rider training and don't be afraid of foreign travel and get out there and see, see the world on two wheels. That's awesome, man. Yeah, what yeah. I'll do is in the, we'll include a link to your website in the show notes. Thanks. I'll also include a link to the uh, article I wrote about the 2016 tour I did where it was oh, the Italian was back roads in Mugello uh, so that folks can uh, get a little bit of an insight on that tour. So again, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I'm glad that you're... Uh, going strong 10 years in you've got a, a good schedule for 2022 i'm sure 2023 will be even better so uh, it's awesome man thanks again for coming on the show thanks man great to have great to be here awesome and uh for the rider magazine insider podcast i'm greg drevenstead thank you for listening and thank you to fly racing for supporting this podcast if you've enjoyed this episode please subscribe leave us a five-star rating and tell your friends about the rider magazine insider podcast Rider Magazine brings you motorcycling at its best with 12 issues per year. Visit ridermagazine.com to subscribe to our print or digital editions and to get the latest motorcycle news and reviews. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks again for listening and keep the rubber side down.